I was just on WebMD, and I think I might be pregnant, but I will prevail. Good afternoon, good evening, good day. Welcome back to episode two of I Will Prevail. This episode is entitled, I'm No Doctor, but where we take a look at the self-diagnosis thing that we tend to do to ourselves only to make things worse. But before we get started, a few things have changed since we last came on the podcast. I might sound a little happier today. I'm not. I'm just a little more comfortable with this. I actually kind of sort of scripted things out, a little bit of an outline. We'll see how it goes. First off, I want to talk something about Patreon. Um, I don't like Facebook. I'll say it right now. I'm not a fan of Facebook. The reason I don't like Facebook is it's too many people. It's so confusing. There's so many buttons and click here and like this. And and, and there's so much arguing and there's so much hatred and agendas and, and it's stuff that I just don't do well. But what I realized yesterday through Patreon, and look, I'm not pushing... I'm not pushing the Patreon. I'm just saying some people reached out to me. One person I hadn't seen since uh, like a high school reunion, a few years. Someone that I had, uh, uh, when, when, I, when she reached out to me, it, it was weird because it kind of reminded me of um, like I thought about her. I went, oh my gosh, it's good to hear from her. A couple other people reached out to me, friends that I actually talked to quite a bit on the phone. But it was still kind of cool to make that personal connection. So I'm going to go ahead and say this. Within the Patreon, I'm creating a community. We've already put a couple of uh, bonus items out there for a poll that will end on November 3rd. If you'd like to join us, feel free to join us. Um, it's only $5. There's no other tier. It's 5 bucks. I'm not asking for multiple tiers and give a bunch of rewards and that sort of thing. No, 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 no. But there's a bunch of added bonus content that we're currently voting on. Uh, but what I liked about it is there's kind of a weird personal touch to it where people can request what they want and I can kind of f- respond. And what's cool is we can kind of build this community together that, uh, that part of a community that Facebook's lacking. Because Facebook, let's be honest, it's, it's ran its course. But it does serve its purpose. Great place for... Uh, for, I guess, networking. You know, it's kind of what I was using it for. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the first episode. Hopefully you enjoy this one. Um, but that's it. So let's move on. All right, the cancer update. I went in right after that first episode for my consultation. Now, the consultation is supposed to be where you go in and you talk about things. That's what I understand. So we went in, we discussed things. I went through my entire history of what's been going on um, up until the uh, biopsy that was done on my kidneys, which resulted in where we're at now. So if you remember on the last episode, I was talking about something that it sounded like it most likely was, and I know that sounds confusing, but that it's a very rare kidney condition that's brought on by this blood condition. And the blood disease uh, is called light chain Oh man, I do. I forget this every time. It's so many big words. It's called light light chain deposition disease. So we did a bunch of blood work that day, and it looks like that's what it's pointing to. But before I left, ugh, before I left, and man, look, whoever invented the bone marrow biopsy should be slapped. 
just slap that person. Um, if you've ever had a bone marrow biopsy, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Thought I was going to get out of the building. The doctor said, uh, oh, we need to do a bone marrow biopsy, um, and you could do it today before you leave. So I said, okay, why come back? He said, the nurse will be in to do it, to, to perform it. And I thought, wait, what the heck? Why is a nurse performing this, right? Not that she's not capable of it, but it's, the last biopsy I did required a specialist. So I'm in there, and uh, they, they go right into your hip just above your crack um, on the right side. Well, they picked a side. Look, I had the kidney biopsy on the left and the, the bone marrow biopsy on the right. So they give you this shot, and it burns. She said, it's going to burn. I said, okay. And then she's, she po- pushes this needle thing in, and she says, okay, I'm going to have to... Uh, Push this needle into the bone. And she says, when it gets into the bone, you're going to feel it. I said, all right. So she's twisting it to get it in, right? It's like, it, it's like this weird corkscrew type thing. So to take my mind off of it, I went right to jokes. I said, uh, I bet you're pretty good at opening wine at parties. She says, at, I mean, keep in mind, we're, we're busting up. Like, Look, we should be taking this serious, but I, sorry, sorry. That's my way of dealing with it. I said, I bet you're good at parties with opening the, run- the wine. And she said, actually, I'm terrible at opening wine. I said, well, then I don't think this is the job for you. She said, oh, I'm great at, at doing this. I'm just terrible at opening wine. And I said, I better not come in next week and find out you're the custodian or something like that. I just wanted to give it a try. No one told me how painful that is. Holy smokes. The, the, the needle, the screwing in of the needle, fine. But then she said, we're going to attach something and you're going to feel like a vacuuming, pulling, sucking motion, like a, like a, a vacuuming. When it hit, it felt like it was pulling the front of my pelvis out of my back. Then it felt like my front right thigh bone was being pulled out of my back. So much that I actually use the F word, but not in like one of those like yell it out, but almost like if you've ever seen that movie, the Christmas story, when the kid drops all the, the lug nuts in the, the um, hubcap and he's just like, fudge. It was like that. And I thought, how much pain does it take for you to lose control of, you know, of your audible your abilities to, to not say certain things. So absolutely brutal. But that's done. I told her it was nice meeting you. I will never be seeing you again. We parted ways. And hopefully I never have to see her again. Uh, especially if she's cleaning up the floors. But uh, yeah. So the next thing that they had me do yesterday. 24 hours of collecting my urine. That's fun. Um, we were storing it in the fridge right by the milk. And this morning I realized that we. We're really low on milk, but, but high on pee. So we had, you know, we had options. And it was kind of funny to look to see how much, like, I know this sounds so gross, but to actually see how much you pee in a day, uh, I've never collected it <laughs> to figure that out. Um, I will say, look, I'm going to let you in on a secret because I guarantee he's listening to this. There's this guy that you're going to hear about, Tom. Tom's going to be coming in recording some music with me. 
and Danny, one of my Patreons, as a matter of fact. These two guys are in the Order of the Fly. Now, I realize I didn't tell you guys that I'm actually in that band. I've been in that band for a very, very long time, 21 years. But we used to work together, and one of the things we used to do is we used to weigh ourselves on these really precision, accurate scales, and then we would go poop, and then we'd come back and weigh ourselves again to see who could poop the most weight. And that's (laughs) such a dumb, childish thing to do. But, uh, yeah, we used to do it. I didn't plan on, that's not even in my notes, but you have to tell that story, right? But what I realized is that when you're collecting your pee, um, trying to remember is difficult. So I had to put sticky notes everywhere to remind myself because they need 24 hours worth. And you really have to keep track because this is vital. This is, is, is towards this cure that we're working at, right? It dawned on me very quickly in the morning that figuring out the logistics of going number one when you're going number two, I'm just going to keep this as not awkward as possible. But it's probably going to be pretty awkward. Uh, And having to figure it out on the fly. Because I told my wife, I have to go number two. And she goes, then go. I said, okay, how am I going to collect the number one while going number two? It's probably something you can Google. I, I wouldn't. But I will tell you, some things you never, ever want to have to do in life ever again. So that's where we're at with that. We're still going to wait and see where these, these uh, results come back. It looks like it's probably about a six-month targeted chemo is what he's kind of saying, which they'll, they'll give me a chemotherapy that specifically targets whoever the bad guy is and not mess with the rest of them. So that's cool. All right. So today, today, on with what I wanted to talk about, that self-diagnosis. Now, I would have never, ever thought of this rare kidney disease. It's so rare that I would have never thought to look there. In the past, I'm telling you, I've given myself some seriously strange diagnosis. Um, I've had really strange things too. I had scarlet fever at one point. Like, who gets scarlet fever? It's, that's, (laughs) I thought that stuff was like eradicated, but apparently not. But when we self-diagnose ourselves, all we're doing is just creating more stress and more problems, you know? Uh, I, I remember, and this is, when I saw the self-diagnosis thing, like we can all go on to WebMD and we can say, uh, and we can try to figure out what it is, but your doctor does genuinely know more than you, uh, regardless of what that one dude said. Oh man, what was that guy? He was like on the New York, the New York Times or something had called out, uh, what's her name? Um, darn it. The president's wife. Uh, Jill, what's his name? Biden. Yeah. I'm not, I don't do politics very well. Sorry, people. Uh, had called out Jill Biden during the, the election uh, about her doctorate in education and said that she wasn't a real doctor, which is odd because my wife is also a doctor in education, has a doctorate in education. I, it was easy for me to go, ah, see, look at you spending all that money to not be a real doctor. But the thing that he said in there that was hilarious, that was just absolutely amazing to me, is that he said a doctor is someone who's delivered a baby or something along those lines. Just real, like, just putting it out there, right? Like, if you've delivered a baby, you're not a doctor unless you've delivered a baby, which is awesome because my wife's 
technically given birth to two, so I guess she was there. And um, I've held a leg both times, so I guess that makes me like a, an associate physician. Is that a thing? I don't, I'll have to look it up. I'm either like an associate or, or a, an assistant physician, but um, I should probably go ahead and start the paperwork for that, right? This actually led me to something really weird. I went and I looked up strange births because I wanted to know who technically qualifies as a doctor. So I will say there are a few homeless guys out there that are practicing medicine. There's a taxi driver or two. There's a guy that runs a metro line. There's an inmate that delivered her own child. There are various police officers, various firefighters and paramedics, teachers as well. Um, There have been quite a few people out there. So if you're looking to figure out what you're doing with your next uh, visit to a doctor, maybe look around. You know, start searching the internet, find some of these people that have delivered babies, because according to the New York Times, uh, they're legit. They're legit. So you might want to look into that. All right. So when I was looking into these stories, I came across the most, like, ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in my life. So I have to tell you this story because it's so unbelievable. And we're going to end with that. Because you know what I realized? I didn't even talk about WebMD. But there's nothing. Uh, this so outweighs what I was going to talk about. Check, check this story out. So in 2008, in Western India, there was a woman by the name of Buri, uh, Buri Kalbi. Buri Kalbi. I think I got that right. 33-year-old woman. She's on a train. And while she's traveling on the train, she starts to feel uh, not good. Now, she's pregnant. She's uh, still early in the um, pregnancy stages. So she doesn't feel good. She goes in and goes to the bathroom, okay? Now, as she's going to the bathroom, she passes out. She wakes up quite a bit later when people are knocking on the door. Her family's knocking on the door. When they come in, she's got blood all over her, right? Look, this is kind of weirdly graphic, but not really. Yes, it is, but it's not. She's got blood all over her, and they said, what happened? And she said, I gave birth to the baby. Now, the baby was eight to ten weeks early, they said. But here's what's crazy. Two stops prior, the baby had fallen through the toilet out of the train, onto the train tracks. And I know what you're thinking. What? Okay, so in India, these specific trains, the toilets, go directly to the ground. So when you go to the bathroom, it just leaves it there. She goes to go to the bathroom. She passes out, gives birth to the baby. The baby falls through, lands on the tracks. Now here's what's even crazier. It took them about an hour and a half to two hours to find this kid, pitch darkness. They went back, they, they called to one of the stations, the station guys went back, they actually found the baby, took the baby to the hospital, baby and mom both totally survived. How crazy is that? Like, I can't, you can't even make that up. And the, the fact that no one has done anything on this on the internet is beyond me. So this definitely makes me go, you know what, I have got to start looking for just the craziest stuff on the internet. And look, I know, I said we we're going to talk about WebMD, and uh, I didn't, but that's cool, because the next episode is going to be called uh, I Wish I Wasn't So Perfect. I know that sounds strange, 
But my entire life, I've always wanted something to be wrong with me. I used to uh, tell people that I needed to get surgeries for different things and wanted braces. When I broke my arm, it was like the best thing that's ever happened to me. I don't know why I always wanted something to be wrong with me. I think we all kind of do. So we'll get a little further into that and then we'll come back and tie it into this WebMD episode and we'll see if we can't make, make it somehow jive and go together. So that's it for this episode. It was very quick to the point. I promised myself 20 minutes and that's all. Feel free to share this with people, to like and subscribe and smash that. I'm just kidding. I've been watching all these videos lately and that's all they tell you to do. Like and subscribe and smash it. Look, all I'm asking, just share it with people you know. See if we can't build up a little following here. Join us on Patreon if you want. There's going to be a lot of extra stuff on there. There's going to be some kooky songs that we're going to be putting together. A Patreon exclusive podcast. Choose your own adventure episodes. A forum free of nonsense found on Facebook. Woo! Feel free to join us. If not, no problem. Just keep listening on here. And keep subscribing. Oh, also, we're we're already up and running on uh, Spotify, which is awesome. I'm still waiting on Apple and all the other ones, but Spotify put it up right away. And uh, not a sponsor, but uh, let's see. All right, thank you very much once again. You can find us at I Will Prevail Podcast on Facebook. I Will Prevail Podcast on the Instagrams, and I Will prevail podcast on patreon all right take care you guys we'll talk to you soon